seeking collaborations with influential people. At GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farag and welcome to the Get to Know You Cafe. If you would like to support me to continue making these podcasts, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com slash get to know you WTF. You can click on this link in the show description. A big announcement and new course has started called How to Get to Know You. We will be giving away the first lesson for free on the website. The link is available in the show description. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I wanted to hear from you, listeners, on last week's question and discussion. Last week, my sister Amy Farrag and I discussed the question, how do you navigate arrogance in the workplace? We received a number of responses that further deepened dialogue. Today, I'll be discussing the episode and the responses that we received. So it was so great to hear people's responses, and they were super excited to have, for me to for them to hear Amy come on as we are sisters, and our interaction and how we converse, and and um, obviously you can hear the you can hear that in our voices and um, and our level of relationship and how it, it changed and developed and um, and progressed uh, as as you know someone that that's a sibling or even a close friend, you know, if they are in a workplace that they're not happy in and it's really, you know, affecting them, you know, they're not, it affects their outer relationships. It affects all the relationships in their personal lives too. So, you know, really important for people to understand that about their friends or their family members that, you know, maybe your friend won't tell you as well you know maybe they won't tell you I'm, I hate my job I I'm, I'm the environment's really negative and it's affecting me and so on and the stories that Amy was telling like one of her colleagues in her old workplace he was having panic attacks and he contemplated just leave dropping everything and just leaving and he had a few of those but he was still in the same workplace for two years and she told me um once we got off the podcast actually she told me that one of her current colleagues, were um she had similar problems in her part in her um in her past experience in her past um workplaces as a lawyer as well and but she stayed for six years and she was contemplating the law is not for me and that's it I'm moving on but then found a good workplace uh, where my sister currently works and it's um um a much healthier environment and much more um respectful and um they treat people like human beings <laughs> you know like uh they they're very considerate of their employees and so on and i really like how when her current boss interviewed her that he said you know um i'm i'm as, the same as you and it was that's such a difference um it was great too how Amy was reflecting back at, about how she could have done things uh, maybe differently in her first workplace, but that takes comes with experience and she learned and she was able to take that into her second workplace and respond in a way um, that she wanted to, which I think like 
I thought it was incredible. I admired her so much for for being able to do that. And like I said on the on the podcast, I know myself, my reaction would have been totally different with the stories that I heard there and things that she went through. I um in the moment, I would not have taken it. I would not know how to react, but maybe different now. Obviously, I guess I'm thinking with the brain that I have now and the age that I am now, and not someone just recently coming out of school. But still, I would, I, uh, you know, I think she handled herself the best way. And I know my brother too, which is her twin. Um, he would have handled it very differently, also. So yeah, no, it's very interesting hearing different experiences like that. I, I um, myself. My workplaces have not been like that at all. I had experiences maybe a little bit like that, not not like that, but even just a little slight rudeness or condescending behaviour um, as I was um, doing my uh, like placement years in the hospitals as a podiatrist. And I remember one of the residents that I was that I was um, as as my supervisor. I remember such condescending behaviour and I actually took it to the side. Like I wasn't getting paid, you know, you do, you go through these placements, you're not getting paid, but that's not the point. But I took it to the side. I said, you know, cause she was the same age as me because I was doing it as a doctor of podiatric medicine. And I'm like, you know, I'm respecting you, you know, and I'm speaking to you respectfully. I'm not going to disrespect you. I really appreciate the same respect back. And after that conversation, she was just respectful since, but that's what I mean. Like, Obviously, I didn't have the same level that Amy had, and maybe I would have reacted super differently. But even when little things that I, I noticed that I, that you know, it's being it's disrespectful. Um, I I like to I like to say something and speak up, and so, yeah, as Amy said, I think it's very much important to say if you're being mistreated or if you're being you feel like you're being disrespected or people are saying things that is obvious disrespectful, and it's just rude and it's making you hate wanting to be in that workplace, you need to speak up. You need to say something or and also leave. <laughs> I would say both. That's my opinion. My opinion is say something and leave. <laughs> and as you could see, as Amy was saying, you know, once she left her first workplace, she found out months later that, you know, three, four, five, six people left afterwards. So nobody wanted to, you know, it's not an environment for anybody. And it, that's just behavior that should not be allowed i don't understand how this person feels that he can speak to people in that way and even the second workplace and it was interesting though how amy did say they had past experiences in a police and in the army so that's uh i mean is that the way that people speak in that in those fields maybe but should they carry that out into the rest of the world no <laughs> oh, that's my opinion. Again, my opinion. Let's hear your opinion, um, listeners. And we did get your responses, and I'll dive dive into that shortly. So we had a few responses. Some of them are just statements. Some of them are questions, and uh, they're great. We have a, a response from Melbourne and Sydney and Madrid. So our first response is from Rebecca from Melbourne, and she said, the behavior of the bosses that was mentioned in the podcast is appalling and absolutely a very old mentality that till today is accepted in many places. How can people in workplaces make sure their work environment is not on edge, although work, working for a rude boss? Okay, this is how I'm understanding the question. So even though if you have a rude boss, you want to still make make a good environment, I don't think that's possible. If you, you know, the the leader as a boss is the leader, and if he's got is super rude and he's making people not feel good, 
people aren't going to be able to, you know, grab the positivity inside of themselves and bring that out. Like they're going to a place where they, the, the moment they wake up or the, the, the day before, they're like dreading going to because of the how they're going to be treated. But I do understand what you mean. Like I, I'm sure in many, there are many situations where maybe you have no choice but to stay in that workplace. So, you know, in, in those cases where you have no choice but to stay and you need to somehow shift away from that mentality or it make the environment good, maybe you you don't interact with your boss daily, maybe weekly or monthly, but you interact with everybody else in the workplace more than more than with the boss themselves. So maybe you guys could have a deal or make it into a game of some sort, maybe even. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud right now, as I do always. But a game of some sort where, you know, okay, next time you get insulted, uh, you know, uh, first round of, of drinks is on us or something. I don't know if you have like, you know, Friday drinks after work or something like that. Or, you know, make it into like, um, I don't know. And it is hard. It depends on like how how you're being mistreated, what is said to you, and it really shifts your whole mood. And, and then you take it out on the next person at work, unfortunately. Um, but maybe in that case, uh, I would, you know, you're working for a rude boss and you have no choice but to stay. First things first, I would tell them, I don't like being spoken to this way. I don't like being treated this way. And you you need to you need to tell them you need to say something about it, and find a support network. What's your support network outside of the workplace? Who's your support network in the workplace? You know when you find a buddy like where you like in the workplace, and you can go to with for like the same because they they're in the same workplace. So they they know who's who and what you're talking about and stuff. Then then somebody else in your personal life, like your partner or friends or or parent family. So maybe do that, find a support network in the workplace and a support network outside of the workplace um, in the meantime. And I would also look for work. I would look elsewhere for work. And if this is affecting your mental health um, and at the moment in time you can't move, keep looking. Just keep looking and keep looking for work. Like I know my sister was saying she started looking, you know, especially graduates when they first come out, it's difficult for them to find work. And she started looking when she first started her first job, like three weeks into the job, because this man was just super rude. And it took until six months. So she stayed for six months. To me, that's quite a while. She stayed for six months until she got the job at the next place. So, you know, I would um, I would do the same, keep applying every day. I like how my sister was saying that, you know, every time she got uh, spoken to rudely or he called her a moron or he, made, he threw something out, like he was just dreadful, any you know, ridiculous thing that this person did, she would apply for a job. <laughs> like she made her own game out of it, you know. She made something out of it. And um, and it does, like it affected her at home and I wasn't able to, like I'd call her, but she'd be like, I'm busy, I'm tired, like, like I need. And, you know, and because she's just trying to like, you know, probably a lot of things are going on inside. Imagine, you know, that's the way people are speaking to you. You're like having anxiety and you have, you're stressed all the time and it's affecting you physically and emotionally and mentally. So this is, it's, it's, it's hard watching it as a, as an outsider when you're watching a sip, some close loved ones experience that. And it's definitely hard being in it yourself. So, yeah, there's definitely a number of things that could be done and a number of things that should be done. Don't let it go. And I would just keep applying and get out of there. Go even like, uh, you know, maybe you're at a higher, 
end workplace or it's a good, great employment, I would work in something else even, even if you're not going to get paid less. A better environment will is much, you know, um, a, a worse environment, but more pay is much detrimental on your physical, mental, and emotional health and it, than less pay and healthier environment. So make sure you consider all the factors and that you 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 uh, speak to your support network and you speak to those around you and and um you know as her as my sister was mentioning you know i was encouraging her to look up for other jobs and like apply 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 get out get out like i was like no nah, this is not a workplace for you I, this is not a healthy environment i'm very much obviously from the podcast you know that i'm very much about you know mental health and and you know our and if someone is not aware of their behavior and how they're meant to speak to people and they're like throw files and call people morons and are rude and scream at them off the top of their lungs, this person, you know, needs to go see a therapist of some, I don't know, he's, this person has a lot of problems. Um, but you can't tell them that. You just have to think about yourself, honestly. Think about yourself and um, getting out of that environment. Our next response is from Steve from Sydney. He said, rudeness is something that you can't unteach to an adult, hence why these types of people are most probably like that in their personal life. I agree with you there, Steve. Most probably. I can't imagine this person's like, how do they treat people in their personal life? <laughs> does anybody have like a parent or a partner that's super rude to their employees? <laughs> and I'm just like wondering how are they towards you? I don't know if that's something you'd like to share or maybe you had an ex-partner like that or something like that. Um, I'd love for you to let me know and like share it with, uh, share it with the rest of because that's really interesting. Um, I'm sure they, they are like the same in their personal life. I don't think if that's the way they're communicating, they must communicate like that in their personal life. They would not be able to touch it. And all of a sudden they know what's right and what's wrong in their personal life when they go home and leave the workplace. No, nah, I don't, I don't. I don't see how their brain would work that way. People do compartmentalize things and people once, you know, they go home and they leave everything at work. But work is one thing and then your way of communication and, and rudeness and um, insult, like how you insult people and how you tell people if you're not happy with something, if you're like annoyed or angry and you, you react in this way, then you must carry it through into your personal life and um, – you, you know, no one's ever probably told you as well. The problem too with people like that, like this is really like to me really like uh, um, eccentric behaviour. So for people like this, they, no one, no one's probably stood up to them and no one's ever said something, hey, this is rude or hey, don't speak to me like that. Who do you think you are? Like no one's probably said to these people, you don't speak to people like that, you know, but maybe they were too scared to, to respond or say anything, and, and I totally understand why. Like, especially, too, based on what my sister was saying, in her workplace, everybody that was working there was quite young other than the project manager. So it's like well, it's easy to get younger people because they're scared of their first job, they're, like, scared of the older person. And also, too, I remember her telling me, she didn't mention this in the podcast, but in the first workplace there were all women as well, which I was just like, hmm, Maybe this person, you know, he he feels that he can speak down to young girls, women, uh, graduates out of school. Um, he can't do that. 
um, with boys or men because they'll they'll insult him or something like that. They'll be, you know, he's he might be like an, an older man based on that. He sounds like he's an old man anyway based on um the years of he has had his practice. And the project manager was a woman, but she also was super rude. And you know, if if she's uh, and I was telling my sister if if the boss is like that and the project manager is like that, obviously like there's no way you're going to get a nice person working with a person like that. There's just they don't they don't go together um, willingly if you got two people and um and with the way that with that behaviour. Our third response is from Julia from Madrid. She said, "I very much liked how Amy opened up about her experiences at work with her parent." experience but with her parents and you tiffany how can we make sure those we care about can speak up about these situations to try and help them out of it oh that's a beautiful beautiful uh, question there julia and i well it's difficult if you don't have some kind of relationship with those people so if you do care about them and you have a some kind of relationship where you are able to to you know dig deeper and probe them and ask questions without you know, the, them telling you, mind your own business, you know. I don't know what kind of level of relationship of people you have, but if you have that relationship that you can do that, um, it's really important to, you know, if you are your people that you do care about, you must know them firstly when they're not in a good mood. So you know something's up, something's not right. You can know it by looking at their faces, you know, that you retone a voice. You're like, oh, my, you know, this, my friend or my family or my sister or my brother or my parent or whatever is, um, something's wrong. They're not feeling good. And every time it happens during the week or that when they started a new job and you're like, they're not happy. They don't like this workplace. They don't feel good, you know, and they're not talking about it because the thing too is when it's situations where it's this bad, Talking about it is actually quite hard because it's like it, it, you feel like you're stuck and it's like you, you're you talking about it and you're like making it into a bigger problem. So some people think like that subconsciously. They don't, they don't, they're not aware of that. Um, and they're not aware that they're in narrow vision where they're like, oh, I'm stuck. I have to stay here or or and they don't see oh I'm, if I tell them they're going to tell me I have to stay or uh, if I hit if they if they hear me say I don't like this job and I want to quit or something like that. Like my sister, as she mentioned, she still has a bit, like a bit, she was still embarrassed. It was her first job and she like, she left and she quit. Like she holds it as an embarrassing thing, which it shouldn't be at all. But that that can come with it. So people have to be aware that, you know, people might be embarrassed, even if you are close to them and, and you care about them, they might be embarrassed that this happened and like, and, you know, they feel they're ashamed of it, so they um. It's important to tread carefully and and just you know try and you know what makes them feel good and maybe do that and 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 let them talk out loud and and you know they'll get to a point where they they'll say I can't do this anymore and I would totally encourage the minute you see this change encourage them to change work help them out don't like you know you know what workplace or what work careers that they're after maybe start looking for work for them send their CVs in give them a hand because they're probably full of stress and anxiety and it's hard to focus and send out CVs when you're when you're thinking when when things are happening like this so go ahead and do that without them you know if you notice that that's what they want help them out and um, make sure you probe them and make sure you allow them to see light and make sure they see that this is not a 
something that they deserve and this is not something that they should stuck in and that they have to stay with. They can apl- There's, you know, a lot of jobs out there and you, you can apply for other things. You know, you just have to keep looking, keep looking, keep looking and a job will pop up, you know. Um, obviously there are situations or the circumstances or there's distance and things like that that affect these things but, you know, there's – I don't think things are permanent and I don't think anyone should have that feeling of feeling stuck. So that's my opinion. I'm sure there's many, many other opinions and we should take all opinions. And as I say, these these podcasts are super interesting. Thank you so much to Rebecca, Stephen and Julia for sending me these responses and opening up the conversation up even more and these questions and, and perspectives that have nothing to do with intellect. It's a matter of we all have different experiences and ways of thinking and behaviour and it's great to gain these you know, add more perspective and it helps us gain a clearer picture um, for how we want to behave in this world. So thank you for so much for uh, looking forward to next week's uh, Get to Know You Cafe. Thank you for listening to the Get to Know You Cafe. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farag. Be sure to listen to Tuesday's podcast and send any responses for us to include next Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Thursday on the Get to Know You Cafe.